This is How We See It, a look at issues that impact our faith and community. For the next few minutes, we'll explore topics with people who are making a difference in our world. This is How We See It. I'm Deacon Mike Sweeney, and our guest today from Ave Maria University is Dr. Roger Nutt. Good morning, doctor. Good morning, Deacon Mike. Great to be with you. Thank you for joining us today. We have you on today to talk about the Pursuit of Wisdom, which is an initiative being taken up by Ave Maria University. But before we get to that, you have an impressive title, and I'm sure that many listeners, including me, aren't really sure what it means. What is a provost of a university? Sure. A provost really is the chief academic officer of a university. It's a little bit different than a dean and that a dean kind of oversees one specific area like the College of Education. And as provost, I oversee the dean's and all of the uh, academic programs and then all of the academic support related areas like the library, student support, the registrar. So chief academic officer is a good way of understanding it. Just below the level of a CEO? Yeah, usually kind of the right-hand man of the president at a university. Now, you also have a very impressive number of initials after your name. So tell us what those initials are and what do they mean? I have degrees from the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas in Rome, often called the Angelicum. So I have a sacred theology licentiate, STL, and then especially given the oddity of my last name, it sounds a little weird, an STD, a sacred theology doctorate as well. Ave Maria University is offering coursework now called Pursuit of Wisdom. What kind of courses can people expect and who are you expecting will sign up for these courses? Well, uh, just to be clear, they are courses in the sense that they are taught by our faculty from a range of disciplines and each one has multiple episodes or modules. Some have double digits, some have three or four But I don't want people to get worried by the word coursework. There are no tests or quizzes and they're totally free. So it's really just an opening up for anyone outside of the university community, the riches of the day-to-day academic life at Ave Maria University between the students and the faculty. So one of the things that's unique about this series is that All of the courses are taught by our own faculty. Like many universities, we have a lot of impressive speakers who come to the campus and we often record them and those lectures can be watched on our YouTube channel. But this Pursuit of Wisdom series is an opening up to the outside world of the wisdom and knowledge of our faculty across various disciplines. And so we're really hoping to reach anyone outside of the student body, whether they be local or around the country or around the world, who's interested in supplementing and augmenting their own formation or pursuing some further understanding in a particular area of discipline. The fact that it's free, well, you got me on that, but the big thing is no essays or exams that I'm sold. That's right. And almost every class has a handout or something to accompany it, a PDF 
that could be as simple as an outline or a series of suggested readings or a combination so that as people watch the courses, they have something to follow, or if they want to go a little deeper, they can use those resources, but they can be consumed at one's leisure and you don't have to worry about turning in a paper or taking an exam at the end. You do have to have a little bit of self-discipline though to continue on. That's right. But the beautiful thing about the way these courses are packaged, either on the website, thepursuitofwisdom.org, or on the app, you can watch the whole series through an Android or Apple app, is you can start and stop a million times. So if you spend 15 minutes a day on the treadmill or have a commute to work, they're available, and you can start and stop, you can go back, you can rewatch. So whether you want to consume a whole course in one sitting or do it 15 15 minutes a day for a month, it's very flexible. Should people have any sort of educational background? Do some of the courses get a little heady? I don't think so. I think that we were very conscious about trying to pitch the courses at a wide audience. And some of the topics might be a little unfamiliar to people. Like we have a very gifted computer science professor who's written a, an important book on programming languages, who's also very passionate about our Catholic mission and identity and integrating computer science into the liberal arts mission of the university. So there might be some subject areas that aren't quite as arm's length for many of us. But I think that they are pitched and packaged in a way that is digestible for pretty much anyone from any background. What other topics do you cover? There's a course on environmental stewardship and Catholic doctrine by one of our biology professors. We have a course on C.S. Lewis by the chair of our theology department, Dr. Michael Dauphiné, that is really a synthesis of an elective that he teaches every semester that's one of the most popular classes on campus. Our faculty member, Joseph Pierce, has a class, a short course on Tolkien. We now have a new one this month out on the history of the U.S. Constitution by politics professor, Dr. Shauna Segru. And we have a very fascinating class in this series called The Philosophy of Motherhood by our philosophy professor, Dr. Janice Breidenbach, that is also a distillation of a very popular elective that we offer here on campus as part of the philosophy major and also the marriage and family studies minor. Dr. Breidenbach has kind of developed a specialization in this area on the philosophy of motherhood and the Catholic vision for motherhood. She's an incredibly gifted philosopher and she's also a wife and a mother. And a lot of people have found that course to be very interesting. And we have a year's worth of courses already recorded and produced, and we're releasing a new one every other month. And we already have a plan to start recording more as well. So this is not only a, a finite resource that people can turn to now, but we're hoping that it is an ongoing series that people turn to indefinitely. So how many courses are available? 12 have been recorded or 13 already. Seven are available right now, and we're going to continue to release them every other month indefinitely going forward. So you could start with seven today, which would take a while to go through. We're talking with Dr. Roger Nutt from Ave Maria University. So, Doctor, I'm curious, why now? Why is Ave Maria delving into this type of programming? 
It's a great question. I think Ave Maria University, for those of your listeners who aren't familiar with it, was founded a little over two decades ago by Tom Monahan, the Domino's pizza magnate. And he wanted the, to found a university because he thought that was the best way to help the Catholic Church help as many people as possible get to heaven because graduates of a faithful Catholic university have an impact throughout the entirety of their lives in every sphere of society, in their families, in their professions. So now we're in our 25th year and the institution is really maturing and kind of coming into the full force of Mr. Monahan's vision. And in addition to being a great place to send children to receive their university education, we also want the resources of the university to be available to the wider community and to the church and society as well. So I think why now is that the founding period of the university is over and we're really maturing now into being that beacon that Mr. Monahan founded us to be. Doctor, you're the author of, is it three books? I am, yes. One of them is on Thomas Aquinas, one on the principles of sacramental theology, and one on the sacrament of anointing. Can you give us a little overview of each book and tell us where we can find them? Certainly. Thanks for asking. The first book is actually on St. Thomas Aquinas's understanding of Christ and in the Incarnation. He wrote a disputed question called On the Union of the Incarnate Word, Love St. Thomas. And it just so happens it might be hard for people to imagine that work had never been translated and made available in book form in English. So I wrote a long introduction, a hundred page introduction, so that any reader could pick it up and learn what they needed to appreciate what he discusses there about the theology of the hypostatic union. My second book is on the general principles of sacramental theology, and that's a pocket of sacramental theology that touches on all of the things that you need to appreciate each of the seven sacraments. So what is a sacrament? What is sacramental grace? What is sacramental character? What are the matter and form needed for the sacrament to be celebrated validly and so on? So it's a general presentation of all of the things that help us enter more deeply into the sacramental life of the church. And then the last and most recent book is called To Die is Gain on Anointing of the Sick. And with that, every time I've taught sacramental theology here at Ave Maria, I thought that anointing of the sick is an underappreciated gift to the church and really offers a lot of wisdom about the problem of death and suffering and the close proximity that Christ has to those dealing with serious illness or facing death through the sacrament of anointing. So I'm trying to give people the understanding of the meaning of suffering and death in light of the theology of the sacrament of anointing of the sick. And my short course, by the way, it's, it's a kind of general introduction to the sacramental life of the church. So those who want to get more exposure to those themes without reading the books can check out the short course. Some people just like to hold that book, though. Right. Where can they purchase your books? All three are available on Amazon, probably the easiest and uh, most direct place to find them. Doctor, why wisdom? Why this pursuit of wisdom? It's an encapsulating title about 
what the human heart really longs for. The modern world is obsessed with power, but wisdom was the pearl of great price in the ancient world and in the biblical world. And wisdom is important because through the full truth about God, we see how all things are meaningful and interconnected. And wisdom shows the order of the whole. And that's really what we're trying to do in these courses. And that's why we have courses from different disciplines so that people can see the interconnectedness of all things under the light of wisdom. So, Doctor, one more question for you. Where can people learn more about the pursuit of wisdom and where can people sign up? There are three places that you can access these courses and learn about them. The university's website, avemaria.edu, has a banner right at the top of the website that says free short courses. The series has its own URL, thepursuitofwisdom.org. You have to include the the, thepursuitofwisdom.org, and you can access them there. And as I mentioned earlier, we have an app, an Android and an Apple app. So you can go to the app store on your phone and search the Pursuit of Wisdom and the app will come up and they will be available to you in your pocket. Probably the easiest way to go right there is just get the app. That's right. That's right. Okay. Thank you, doctor. It's great to be on, Deacon Sweeney. Thank you for having me. Our guest today is Dr. Roger Nutt from Ave Maria University. And this is How We See It. You're listening to How We See It. A look at issues and ministries that are having an impact in our community and world. If you missed any of today's program, you'll find a copy on Spirit FM SoundCloud page. There's a link to it at myspiritfm.com. Now, back to our program. This is How We See It. I'm Deacon Mike Sweeney, and our guest is Kristen Tomasello. Kristen has her own foundation. How old are you? I'm 27. 27, and you have a foundation already. Yes, I've been helping special needs kids now for two years, but now I officially have the Kristen Tomasello Foundation, and we're working on doing proms for those with special needs, not just in one location, but in many. That is awesome. So we're super excited. I have to kind of share with everyone listening right now that you just impressed me completely because before we even started the program here, you asked to open with a prayer, and that was awesome awesome. Your life and your eyes are on Christ. I hope so. You know, every day I would like to learn how to speak better, speak life into others and speak life into my own life because the enemy will come and make you feel all types of ways and make you say things out loud. And I think that the big picture of what Christ is, is speaking life and knowing that your life is valuable just in him alone. So that's what I've really learned is you speak life into yourself so you could grow closer with Christ. So you're an author, Mm -hmm. a model, a motivational speaker. (laughs) Anything else? No, I think I'll have to take a nap at that point. Okay. Is one of those author, model, motivational speaker, do you have a favorite? I love writing. Yeah? I love writing. I think it ties in with the speaking more so, but the writing, I'm writing another book and I was thinking about ways that you can connect your relationship with Christ. Because my first book was all about the light bulbs going off of like, wow, what is this? Like, I felt like I've missed so much of goodness, right? And then this next book, I want to talk about the walking with Christ. So the desires of your heart. So the whispers of your heart, how they can come into fruition. You walk in your relationship with Christ and 
Oh, I just, I just love it. So your first book is God Enlightened Me. Mm-hmm. So what is it about? It's my life story. It's just a little autobiography, but it has some, I would say some tips as to avoiding or mistakes that I've made in the past, help others, young women to maybe not make other decisions based on my experience and the pain that I felt because I was very raw and vulnerable in there. And it was kind of hard at first. I was like, do I really want people to know about this book? Do I really want people knowing my story? But God said, yes, because I gave you experiences so you can go in there like you're going in like a tent. You have to duck your head in and remember that I gave you your story and you have to share it so other women, other people don't make the same. And that bowing down to get into that tent, as you mentioned, is an act of humility. Mm -hmm. Just giving it over. I have to because... I don't think I deserve any credit for what I've gained in the last five years. It's all him. And I think we can kind of forget that so easily. So it's so important to me that when I always meet new people, that we're always grateful for the experiences because God can literally take those experiences away from you so fast. So sometimes we just have to hold on with gratitude. And I express that in the middle to the ending of my book because when I had to watch my dad almost die and with my lupus and when I almost died, it was really difficult to see value in the family or myself because everything was just so chaotic, but it made such warriors. And I think we also forget that too. So I didn't realize you had lupus. Mm-hmm. What is that like? It's inflammation all over the body. Really? I mean, it's, I mean, you can even see it on my face. I've never had acne, but I have a condition now. It's called discord acne. It's a skin condition from lupus, but it's attacked my kidneys, my liver, my lungs, you name it. I've had to go to the doctor for it. (laughs) And is that curable at all? No, I've had to just put in remission. So it's basically dietary and supplements, but I've had to live on 15 pills a day I gained a bunch of weight from the medicine and, you know, it's just they didn't really know what was wrong with me. So I went to nursing school and then I learned so much about the body, even though I was sick at school. They almost technically didn't want to pass me. Hmm. (laughs) So I was like, you know what, I'm going to learn so much that I'm going to help myself and others. So I learned that I had lupus and then took it to the doctors and then we confirmed it. And Hmm. here we are today. Still trying to figure it out, but grateful that I'm not where I was. And you are a nurse? Yeah, I graduated from Galen College of Nursing and through the Registered Nurse Program. Very good. Talk about your God confidence. That's a very powerful message. Where did it come from? A lot of fasting. You know, we grew up Catholic, so a lot of rosaries, praying to the rosary with the old ladies and daily mass after daily mass. Sit there, pray, pray. And then you kind of just fine-tune your thoughts. You're like, well, God wouldn't say that about me. God wouldn't say that. God doesn't want me to feel that way. God wouldn't allow this into my life, so why do I have to continue to allow this? So it's just more of finding the peace in what he says about you versus what you're saying about yourself. Or the enemy. Right. Or even people, too, because the enemy can come through in many different ways. So. Hmm. 
just not giving any power to the other side. Plus, we won anyways, so the enemy really doesn't have any power. So it's like knowing that God wins all the time and that the light wins, that you really don't have to worry. Yeah, and we have our own guardian angels too, so you can just yeah. tell the enemy to buzz <laughs> off. <laughs> Got no time for you. <laughs> so now, now the flip side is you've also had doubts as well. Oh, of course. So talk about that and how did you get through? How did you overcome those doubts? I feel like a lot of us are like, well, if God's real, why is this happening to me? Right? Because we think that when someone suffers from cancer, it's immediately God's fault. Mm. And I actually have learned, I'm actually reading the whole Bible right now. And I've learned that we're also forgetting that the enemy also has power too. So we also have to constantly protect our family, our friends, that the enemy doesn't come in. So it's not God's fault for what happens to you. You're just not being obedient. And that's what I've learned is obedience is key because I felt like my doubt came from lack of obedience in my part. Even though yeah. like we don't have to suffer for our, our sins because he died for us, but obedience I felt was connected to the doubt because if I'm leading my life without asking God or praying and discerning if this is the right thing for me and I just do it anyways and I'm wondering why I'm suffering or getting consequences that I didn't want. Well, God, you said this. You told me to do this. Yes, not today. Yeah, and there are also crosses involved in life mm -hmm. and free will. So our free will, we can cause all sorts of problems for ourselves. And then the other part is crosses, which you clearly have had. Mm -hmm. You make good choices and you also pick up your cross. Right. Pick it up and just give it to him and say, this is what you want me to go through. I'm, I feel like if I had that attitude of, I have to go through this right now to help others, I would have probably had a better outlook sooner. Maybe I wouldn't have suffered as much because I feel like that's the humility in that imperfection. Because if everything is so perfect, we're not really relatable. We're humans, right? We're just robots. You can't truly help somebody struggling with a particular issue okay. unless you've gone through it yourself. Right. That's the hard part of life. Right. So you clearly have a strong faith in God. Have you always had a strong faith or is it something that kind of grew? Well, when we were growing up, it was we were always at church at St. Paul's or St. Lawrence. That's where I got all my sacraments, St. Paul's and St. Lawrence. But I feel like I've always would be coloring or doodling you know it's like yeah. you're a kid you're like this is kind of boring no offense right because you're a kid but I feel like now I've learned that I really didn't have a strong faith even in high school I would say elementary I was immature and then middle school was the same thing but I was willing and going to groups and things like that but high school I never really gave much attention to it because I just was like, I don't really want it in my life right now. I'm just dealing with my own things and I don't feel like I'm being helped the way I needed. And it just was more of like a, a personal perspective of there's so much going wrong in my life. God can't fix this. I didn't even want to say that out loud, but that was my thought at the time. Yeah, it's okay that you express that because that's something that we all go through when right. we have periods of dry faith or whatever, 
Right. So, yeah, but you just push through. And in the end, as long as you keep your eyes on the Lord, it's all good. Talk right. about the Kristen Tomasello Foundation. What is the mission? You had mentioned proms. Yes. But I absolutely would love to bring all image barriers down for those with special needs. Because, I mean, when I had lupus, I was in a wheelchair and crutches and I broke both my feet within the same year. And I was just thinking how privileged I was to not have that be my permanent outlook of life or my path. And my cousin's Down syndrome. So it's really to celebrate my family and and those that are her friends as well so that they feel that they are completely accepted in this world and that we are working towards bringing new opportunities for them. I would like to have an art school here for them so they can learn how to express themselves and showcase their skills. Because I had an opportunity to sponsor a school overseas and I'm working on slowly having more than one location and one of them being here i just would love to really break down the image barriers for them and so we could see them as people that can be healed as well because god can do the impossible any of the down syndrome kids and adults that i've known they are beautiful human beings my cousin danielle's down syndrome she's a perfect person yeah she's so smart i'm like you're smarter on the ipad than i am yeah it's like how's that how's that <laughs> that so often happens i remember seeing uh, one of these news shows one time with a severely autistic child who the parents just assumed was just you can't communicate with her and everything else and then i think at nine years old this little girl ended up in front of a laptop and she started talking through the laptop and her parents were just mortified at the same time because they talked about her like she wasn't in the room but at the same time like man this inner genius was able to come out finally mm -hmm. so good on you for for working with beautiful children like that i love them i try to get to know all of them because i want to actually have relationships with people around the world so it's more of they understand that this is really about them and and god's purpose over my life that he can live through me and have the kingdom slowly be whole. All right. So in our last minute here, you have a book. Tell us all about God Enlightened Me. How long did it take you to write it and where can we find it? I fasted. So I took 30 days to write it because I just felt the message coming through me really fast. And just my autobiography of pushing through and watching how God can really enlighten your life and how he is really, truly the the main person that got me to where I am today. And I want to show people that he can do it for you too. And it's available on Amazon. So if you just look up God Enlightened Me, it's available right there on Amazon. It's the first book. So I am super thankful that God let me fast for a whole day and get a message out there. <laughs> Very good. What do you say to people who are sort of unraveled about all the violence in the world and we have wars and everything else? It can be a lot upsetting to turn on the news and see what's happening. So what do you say to those of us who just get disheveled? I think that it's so important to pray, but I also really think it's time to shut all of that out and fight for what your purpose is because you have the power to bring something great to the world. And I think that if we all see that and know it and feel it, 
that the violence would not be around. Because if we're so happy with our own purpose and our own life, we too can have everything we desire with Christ. So we don't need to pay attention to what's going wrong in the world because it's only going to get more and more. Kristen, tell us, how can we learn more about you and what's your final message for the listeners of Spirit FM? My website is kristenthomasello.com and I just would love to thank all of the supporters in the community, Elsmeralda Boutique, Spirit FM, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, Specially Fit Foundation as well for letting us use their venue. I just would love to say thank you to everybody that supported the prom. It was just really special and God really did it and it wouldn't be the same without all of you guys. So for those in Tampa that supported this, you are so, so appreciated and so loved and thank you so much for everything. Our guest today is Kristen Tomasello from Kristen Tomasello Foundation. And this is how we see it. Thanks for listening to today's program. This presentation and others like it are made possible by supporters like you. If you'd like a copy of today's program, make comments or suggestions, and to help us keep this important programming on the air, visit myspiritfm.com slash how we see it.